Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It's another game day edition of Flyers Daily as the Flyers take on the Bolts tonight. And welcome to another episode of Flyers Daily, your 12th of March edition, game day edition, as the Flyers get set to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We brought in a special guest. We love bringing him on the daily. It's Bill Meltzer joining us from NHL.com. You read him on Hockey Buzz. You follow him on Twitter. He is the walking encyclopedia. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jason. Looking forward to tomorrow night's game, too. Yeah, it's a big one, Bill. And, uh, you know, the Flyers have not lost back-to-back games since early January. Let me ask you first and foremost, why do you think that is that they haven't lost back-to-back games? Because they played, as I, I detailed on yesterday's episode, I've detailed the opponents they've had coming off a loss. And five of the six are really good teams like Colorado, Washington, and teams of that ilk. Yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to, um, you know, it comes down to the, the character of the team that they've, they've seemed to respond really well. Um, they've gotten, you know, they, they've gotten scoring when they've needed it. They've, they've certainly gotten goaltending most nights, too. And just their ability to keep themselves in games. Uh, a lot of nights when things weren't going well, even, you know, even up to just right after Christmas. When they had those little lows, they were burying themselves early in games. Well, they stopped doing that, and they've been a really good second and third period team for the most part as well. So they give themselves a chance to win every night, and that's really, you know, that, that's really the key to preventing any kind of uh, losing skids. But to not even lose back to back, you know, in that stretch of time is uh, pretty pretty rare, even for really top teams. Yeah, it is, and and it's become one of the identities of this team, I think, Bill, where um, they're a relentless team. Even if they get down early in a game, they're pretty relentless. It's almost like sometimes you're oblivious to the fact that there's games on the schedule that you go, well, you probably should lose that game. I looked at the one when they got back from that 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 road trip where they lost the four straight, and you know they get back from a long long trip traveling multiple time zones, and they come back and play the very next night at home against Washington, and that's really where things started to change. Yeah, I, that, that's the game that I pinpoint to. You could even go back one game earlier than that, finishing the road trip in Carolina, although they only got one point out of that game. Remember, Flyers were up early in that game, and they fell behind several goals, and they, they showed a lot of resiliency to come back in that game. Um, they did get a point out of that. Then the next night, they played a great game against Washington, and that's really when, when things started rolling. You know, the, the win against um, Boston, the big comeback win, and it just you know just kept picking up momentum from there. Um, uh, you know, you're not going to always rattle off nine game winning streaks, but I mean, I, th- I think that the Flyers, particularly, they can they can manage tomorrow night's game. Um, you know, there's other tough ones. They'll be playing three games and four nights after that, so it, it's never easy. And you know, they they have the Blues lurking at uh, in the third of those fourth. But um, you know, but I, I think that the team has has given themselves enough rope where you know they uh, can come off a loss and you can still feel confident even when they have a really tough opponent coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, too. Like you said, you can't have those nine-game winning streaks. Yet uh, the opponent tonight in the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, beat the Flyers twice to get to 10. <laughs> it's great. ironic how that worked out, and the Flyers just came off a nine-gamer uh, to face Tampa uh, coming up tonight. Now, Tampa's a team. They lead the NHL in scoring, Bill. 3.47 goals per game. They're eighth in goals against per game. Uh, power play, sixth in the NHL. Penalty kill, about the middle of the pack at 13th. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, the way the season started for Tampa is not indicative of where they are now. They're playing as good as anybody in this league. Oh, they, they have. Um, you know, they've cooled off just a little bit because nobody can sustain that, that run that they were on for two and a half months. But, 
Um, but they've, you know, they, I mean, coming into the season, everybody knew they were a top team. You know, I don't, I'm still not exactly sure what happened in the playoffs last year, how they, how they ended up getting swept. Um, I think there was some carryover into the season and, um, but since, since they've gotten rolling, uh, you know, they've been, they've been outstanding. Um, Stamkos went down, that's a loss for them, but I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're a very dangerous, very deep hockey team. Um, you know, the Flyers, uh, last game against Boston really was the first time in a long time. The Flyers ran into a goalie that just really had a, a lights out kind of a game. Um, you know, Flyers had all kinds of scoring chances and, and Rask just denied them. I mean, they have, you know, Vasilevsky is another goalie that's capable of doing that same kind of thing. And he's had some success against the Flyers in his career too. So, you know, how the, uh, how the Flyers are able to manage their scoring chances because Tampa's a team. You know, as you said, they're they're towards the upper end in, in goals against average, but they'll they'll give up some chances just based on you know they they know they'll score on their own, so they'll take they'll take a few risks with the puck, but you know, but you have you have to spare your chance against Vasilevsky because he won't beat himself very often. Yeah, and he did shut them out earlier this season in that one nothing game, that bizarre goal where Matt Niskanen tried to knock the puck down with his hand and it just ended up on a on a lightning stick, and he was able to put it by heart. Uh, but they are missing a couple of players. You mentioned Stamkos. Victor Hedman's also banged up right now with an undisclosed injury. So, uh, it, look, they're so deep, it really doesn't matter. Are they a better team this year than they were last year, despite the fact that their record's not where it was last year? I think they're just more defensively responsible this year than they were. You're, they'll give up chances, but not like they did last year. Last year was just no, kind of no, pond no. hockey. Yeah, I know. The last year they were they were willing to trade chances all night long, and that uh, you know you get you get into a playoff scenario and you can't necessarily play that way. Yeah, I mean you you saw in that you saw in that one nothing game that was a very tight checking game. Um, the Flyers, you know, like like uh, I, I mean one of the things that's impressive with the Flyers recently is no matter how an opponent wants to try to attack them, the Flyers could meet that. You know, if they want to be physical, the Flyers could be physical back. If they, they want to play with pace, the Flyers could also play with pace. Well, they say the same thing for Tampa. You know they're they're a very hard team to play against because they can beat you in a lot of different ways, and that's uh, you know that's one of the the hallmarks of the team. They as you saw in that one nothing game, even if even if it is a low scoring game that night, they can beat you that way too, or they can or they can win the four to three game too. So it's uh, you know especially going in their building, which not a lot of teams have success in. The Flyers being one of those teams that tends to struggle in Tampa. The Flyers have seemed to play a lot of really high scoring games against Tampa. Um, even the last time the Flyers were in their building, you know, the Flyers made a nice comeback effort late. It was a little too little, too late. But I mean, I, I you know, I think that the, I still think the best way to beat Tampa though is to try to make it a low-scoring game and and try to scratch out what you need. Again, you know, sometimes easier said than done. Yeah, no doubt about it, Bill. Um, uh, real quick too, um, Flyers dealing with a little bit of an injury bug right now. Uh, Nate Thompson goes down for a couple of weeks dealing with lower body injury. You have James Van Riemsdyk out with the broken hand. You have now Phil Myers out. Uh, with the uh, fractured patella, in other words, a fractured kneecap, which sounds yeah. just awful to deal with, by the way. Yeah. Um, Shane Gossespierre got his first taste of action since uh, early February. What did you think of his game uh, against the Boston Bruins? I thought he looked good. I did, too. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be a little more rusty than he was. He got in a couple of games of the Phantoms. Uh, I thought first game back, uh, I thought he I looked just fine. And he um, was going to have an opportunity to play here. I know the Flyers caught up Mark Friedman just to have that seventh defenseman available as, as, they, as they need one. Um, and, uh, you know, Friedman's looked good in his opportunities, too. But there's no reason to take Ghost out of the lineup after, after the game that he had. I think that was a, an encouraging effort and something you can build off of. 
Totally agree. Connor Butterman gets the call up too with the uh, Nate Thompson injury. And that's not, it's not like you're calling up a guy who uh, hasn't had a taste yet. He had a taste a lot this year and he really wasn't demoted bill because of uh uh, poor player ineffectiveness. He was basically sent down, down to further develop and to get a little bit more experience here in a guy like Nate Thompson and, and Derek Grant. Oh, absolutely. And I, uh, the Flyers' fourth line, um, right up to the trading deadline, it was you know the line with, with Bunneman and Albay Cubell and uh, Michael Roffel. A lot of nights they were one of the Flyers' best lines on the ice. So that uh, you know certainly wasn't certainly wasn't for the way Bunneman was playing. We just have a you know like we're able to get an experienced guy in the lineup. A, a, you know, penalty killer, which is something that uh, Bunneman does not, you know, does not do at this point in his career. But it, but he was certainly he was certainly a pretty effective player for that stretch of games for much of that winning streak. He was he was in the lineup, so I don't think they're going to skip a beat with him. Yeah, no question about it. Speaks to the organizational depth. Now, Bill, I, I asked a question on Twitter, and I want to get your response, and I want to go through some of the people's responses on Twitter because it, you know, it's not just dawning on me at this moment, but it dawned on me a while back that. You know, well, winning is the ultimate elixir in sports. But the question I asked on Twitter is other than just the simple answer that they're winning. I asked the questions, why are the Flyers so much more likable now compared to the past couple of seasons? And which players are the most uh, likable? So first of all, what is your opinion why it's more likable? Uh, Again, obviously it's winning and and the result. But is is there just an entertainment value that's uh, a higher level here for you? I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the games themselves have been, it's been a more entertaining product this year. It comes with having a better roster, but beyond winning, it, 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 there are, there are a collection of personalities that are, they're very engaging on the team. And not that, you know, not that past teams didn't have engaging guys and guys, guys that you wanted to root for the Wayne Simmons types, for example, you know, very, very easy guy to root for. Um, but I, you know, I, I think, I think a guy like um, Kevin Hayes has brought a lot of personality to the team. Uh, I think that L.A. Vigneault is a very engaging personality um you know i I think that the the team takes on some of that as well and also you know i I also think there's a human interest element to it as well i mean everybody is pulling you know obviously for for oscar lindblom and and he's such a likable guy to begin with but there's there's a compelling uh there's a compelling storyline with the team rallying around his absence and pulling the team closer together as well that that i think also makes it a group you want to root for yeah. And yeah, I think it starts right at the top. And I think it started with that that TV show. I guess it was called Behind the Glass from the preseason right, sure. and the things that Elaine Vigno says, be an effing flyer. <laughs> and I think that grabs people right away as kind of like almost as silly, stupid, smart as that sounds. I think it does. It does resonate in the, in a city like this. And, you know, it's just it's part of the DNA of this city to kind of be simple. But, you know, have some pride is what it basically means to me. Well, absolutely, um, and and I think there, I think there's also the underdog element too. So that's always a compelling story, particularly anywhere, but particularly in Philadelphia. You know, the uh, the feeling that the team doesn't get enough respect, and as they've been winning, I mean, I think people rally around that too. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me give you some of the uh, responses, and we can react to these. Uh, let's start with. Um, uh, Mertidis's communion suit tweets in. I love this guy. <laughs> uh, he says, because they win. End of silly discussion. Well, we know that Mertidis's communion. Mertidis's communion suit's not the smartest guy in the world. Uh, but Kevin Quinn uh, says this. Uh, he says, they bring effort to each game. And I can't remember many games where they look super flat for the full 60. TK, Hayes, Proby, and Lawton are the guys that he that he really likes. And that's one thing. And, then, and that's part of the identity of this team is, they look like they're having fun, and they play hard, and that'll always earn respect. Oh, always. And, 
you know, I, I think that they do. They, they, you know, they, they come out every game and, you know, I, I think, I think their ability to get better and better as games go along, um, shutting, you know, shutting games down where there's a, there's a feeling of confidence, right? Uh, the Flyers, the Flyers were winning. I mean, the Flyers had a 98 point season, not last season, but the season before that. I mean, the Flyers were in pace for a little, you know, for more, you know, for getting over a hundred this year. But I mean, even, even when they had 98 points, a lot of those games, uh, you know, they were, they were games that weren't necessarily, I don't think, you know, there's, there's no easy games in the league, but just, just leads, leads never felt comfortable. There were more times they had to, to come back late in games and it just, you know, even, even as they were putting winning streaks together, it didn't, it didn't look or feel as deep or as good of a team as this one. I think that that's, uh, I think that's resonated. Yeah, it felt a little bit like smoke and mirrors at times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Graff tweets in. He says, coach slash style of play and giving the young kids a chance to grow. That's one thing that fans love. Let the kid, if we're not going to win the cup, let the kids play, right? And and this coach, even though he came in with a bit of a reputation as a guy that, you know, didn't like to let kids play, he has let the kids play. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, and one, I mean, one thing that he said over and over again, and, and I really like the quote, is that talent has no age. You know, if he feels someone is ready, he will he will play them, give them every opportunity. Um, even you know, even as a guy who maybe wasn't necessarily ready, like Morgan Frost, he still put him in the right role to succeed at, at the point that you know when he when he will cook, he'll be in that same kind of a role. He, he gave him scoring line opportunities, some power play time. You know, he he knows where a guy has to fit in the lineup. And rather than starting a guy at the bottom of the lineup, you know, who might be a top six upside kind of a guy, you know, he'll give them opportunities to, to play a little higher in the lineup if, if he feels that, you know, they deserve it and they, they can succeed there. And that is, that is uh, you know, it's, it's refreshing. It's been nice to see. Yeah, look no further than the Joel Farabee call, because if I'm going to call him up, I'm not putting him in a checking role. I got to put him in a top six skill position. Uh, chance to score goals and be creative, and, and that's exactly what he did. It's it, it, it's a very savvy coaching move. Um, Scott tweets in and says, it's TK for me. Chirping without the play to back it up is empty, but he's been great, and him chirping is hilarious to me this year. Now, needless to say, Bill, uh, the TK answer is on there a lot. Stosh says 126, or excuse me, Michael Smith says the only acceptable answers are Kevin Hayes and TK, and we've seen TK mic'd up even at, uh, you know, even at uh, picture day. And he, he's hilarious. He is. I mean, you know, I mean, he, his personality is, has always been there. It, it comes out a little bit more every season. But, I mean, I think I, I think that you have to give the Flyers some credit here, too, and just in terms of the way that uh, they've, uh, you know, just like in social media, he's mic'd up a lot more. So, you, so, you, so uh, you know, like, like last year when they had the, uh, the coverage of the stadium series game, the you know the the eat up yeah. bud and all that i mean that, that that he's always said stuff like that but now the public has more access to it so so i think people are are, are seeing the personality that's always been there yeah i've always believed this and and tell me if you agree that the way to grow this sport and grow this game or make your city fall in love with them is to do a 24 7 type show like road to the winter classic because look what it did for peter laviolette <laughs> oh exactly yeah like you know yeah, you know, the the whole jam thing, right? Yeah, uh, I'm not that's, putting up with it. Yeah, 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 and abs- absolutely 100. percent And that, uh, you know, that's um, that, that's produced a lot of a lot of memorable stuff. You were just talking about the uh, behind the glass leading up to the season. You know, with with AV, people got a chance to know him a little bit. The uh, the the segment with um, Carson Torinsky's parents coming to Prague, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and Chuck Fletcher informing him he made the team. I mean, that was that was that was great stuff. And that's. Uh, 
that's something where if you true if you if you want to go if you want to grow the game it, winning obviously is the number one thing but but having personalities there that people can can um, rally around that's that's only a piece of it too the other thing is people are all voyeurs. They love when you peel back the curtain. Uh, James Wyan tweets in. He said, for me, Kevin Hayes and TK, they've been the most likable personalities for the Flyers since John LeClaire. He said, no rhyme or reason, just a feeling I get when watching them. Uh, but Stosh tweets in. He says, they win, which we, we mentioned, obviously. But he also said, they are relentless. They win. They play fast. They win. They play great team defense. They win. They have great goaltending. They win. They roll all four lines. They win. But he said, give me Matt Niskanen all day, every day. That dude is money. Oh, no question. Matt Niskanen has been a Great one. huge addition. We, you know, that's something you, you could debate as to, uh, you know, who was a bigger addition, Niskanen or Hayes. I mean, honestly, apples and oranges, two different positions, both very important to the team. But just just for what he's meant, to, not just not just the play of Provorov and his own play, but just, um, you know, they, they, mic'd, they mic'd him up uh, recently, and it was just, the sense of calm that he brings to the bench in, in situations where panic can set in, you know, it, it's just that personality. And the guy, the guy who's been through the wars, he, he, you know, he's won a Stanley cup that, that resonates on. And he still plays, he still plays at a high level. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that Niskanen brings a lot of what chemo Timonen brought in terms of being able to get, uh-huh. to get a team in line. If, if things are potentially going haywire, he, he, he brings, you know, he brings a sense of calm with him. Yeah, and if your leaders aren't panicked, if your leaders are panicked, then everybody panics. You know what I mean? It's a it's it's a bad trait. Yeah. Uh, Last one, Matt Wendell. um, He said, "AV getting this team to play and playing the right guys. That's that's one of the most likable things for him." He said, "TK is the most likable guy on the squad. He's one of the most likable guys in the city." And Matt would know because uh, Matt's rung one off my 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 dome before and certainly scored enough goals on me in beer league. Uh, Matt can still fill it up, man. If we need a, an emergency uh, left winger, uh, Matty's still in good enough shape. He could get out there. <laughs> but uh, great stuff. The, the team is so much more likable. And yeah, and I realize winning is a huge part of it. But there's also personality to this team. And there's, there's different kinds of personalities. And there's different figures. And it's dynamic. And, Bill, we hope it goes on till June. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, keep, keep it rolling. The longer, the better. No question about it. Bill, thanks for joining us on Flyers Daily. We always appreciate it. Uh, Flyers, the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. And as I always say to wrap up an episode of Flyers Daily, everybody, enjoy your hockey.